I want to be the very best. An Avatar The Last Airbender Pokemon Fusion Fanfic. Part 1 of the Carry On For You series. Written by Hi Crescendo. Read by Dr. Fumbles McStupid. Summary. Gym Leader Zuko? He asks hopefully, and the grin the man sends him dashes his hopes into smoke. Afraid not, the man says. Zuko is my nephew, and unfortunately he's not here right now. Shit. Sokka squirms a little. Any idea when he may be back? I need his badge so I can... Go beat up Aang for being annoying and perfect at everything, and making champion at thirteen goddamn years old, while Sokka's doing this whole thing late. Better myself and reach true enlightenment, uh, sir. The man says nothing about Sokka's age, just hmms in consideration and rustles his bag. Call me Iroh, the man says. My nephew is like a spring wind, vivacious and... flighty. Or... The Pokemon AU nobody asked for. The gym in Volca is way less ostentatious than Sokka had been expecting. The city's beautiful in an old sort of way, and it makes Sokka feel like he stepped off the boat and into another region entirely. It's not that there aren't modern ships or restaurants, but the architecture is sloping and old-fashioned, and everyone's favorite colors seem to be red and gold. Sokka expects a massive sloping castle, or something comparable to the sleek stating in Gaoling, but when he asks for directions, he's pointed to an easy-to-miss, Machia-style building towards the center of town that has only a small sign that declares it Volka's gym. The guy who gave him directions also laughed and wished him luck. Somehow, and he's not sure how, but somehow Sokka knows that he's not wishing him luck in battle. It's nondescript, but it's big, and Sokka pulls in a big breath to steady himself before sliding open the door, and stops. The inside is light and airy, and looks absolutely nothing like a gym, and is in fact completely empty except for a large Ninetales, so old that it's completely gray around the muzzle, sleeping in the center of the room. Uh, excuse me, anyone home? The Ninetales lifts its head and yawns. Sorry. Sokka lowers his voice to a whisper. Anyone home? Goodness gracious, aren't you polite? Sokka nearly jumps out of his skin and whips around to come face to face with a short man with gray hair and a kind, pleasant face. He's carrying a bag of snacks. Gym leader Zuko? Yes, hopefully. And the grin the man sends him dashes his hopes into smoke. Afraid not, the man says. Zuko is my nephew and unfortunately, he's not here right now. Shit. Sokka squirms a little. Any idea when he may be back? I need his badge so I can... Go beat up Aang for being annoying and perfect at everything, and making champion at thirteen goddamn years old, while Sokka is doing this whole thing late. Better myself, and reach true enlightenment. Uh, sir. The man says nothing about Sokka's age, just hums in consideration and rustles his bag. Call me Iroh, the man says. My nephew is like a spring wind, vivacious and flighty. That is what literally everyone Sokka has talked to has said about Volka's gym leader, and he'd really been hoping it wasn't true. How's Sokka supposed to get his last badge if he can't even find the guy? From what he's heard and read, Volka's gym history is turbulent and honestly pretty horrifying, and Zuko hasn't held the position for long. Normally, that would translate to an easy win, an easy win is not what Sokka has heard. 
His frustration must show on his face, because Iroh's smile widens, and he claps him on the shoulder. Here, let's not make your trip for nothing. Please join me for tea. In theory, Gem Leader Zuko went to get milk. That's what Iroh says. Gem Leader Zuko did not, in fact, get milk, because when Sokka goes to see if the closest grocer had seen him, she tells him that he'd had a jug in his hands, seen something across the street, and bolted for the door. Apparently, he hadn't even put it back in the fridge. Rude. The story, while accompanied by fun hand gestures and inevitably wild exaggerations, doesn't exactly help Sokka figure out where the hell the dude is gone. Everyone he asks gets the same look, a funny, exasperated, but unsurprised, kind of constipated look, and gives the exact same kind of sigh, too. They all apologize, and it's not like Sokka's ungrateful, but wow. Nobody has seen the guy? Like, at all? Maybe somebody made him up and the actual gym leader was the old guy, and his gym challenge is figuring out that a story about a wandering nephew is actually a crock of shit. Sokka sighs a little to himself and realizes with a vague sort of horror that he sounds almost exactly like the last few locals he spoke to. Crap. Sokka distracts himself from his own conspiracy theories by releasing Vaporeon from its Pokeball and letting it trot beside him down the streets. He buys a stick of yakitori and gives Vaporeon half to avoid more ice water down his boots. I don't suppose you've seen Mr. Mysterious Gym Leader, have you? Sokka asks as he pays, and for the first time, the sigh. Doesn't happen. Oh, yeah, the man says brightly, as if Sokka hasn't been scouring the city like some weirdo stalker for the last two hours. He bought a few sticks from me and looked like he was heading down to the docks. That doesn't sound at all like getting goddamn milk. The docks are nowhere near as sketchy as Sokka thought they'd be, but he still hears the thud of a fist hitting flesh as he passes a metal storage container. He darts around to take a peek and stops dead in his tracks. A tall guy in red, and his dark hair tied up in a ponytail, has a man about twice his size pushed up against the container. Emphasis on up, because the guy's feet dangle about a foot off the ground, held up only by tall and dark's clenched hands in his shirt. He's also wearing cut-off jorts. It's pretty unfortunate. Sucker really hopes that Mr. Jorts isn't actually gym leader Zuko, because tall and dark looks pissed and dangerous and on the verge of committing murder, and Sokka's just not sure he's ready to deal with being a witness to that shit. So honestly, Sokka can't be blamed for being a little relieved to hear tall and dark speak. And don't you dare even think of bringing that shit back into my city he snarls. There was enough of that garbage going around when Ozai was in charge, and I won't have it here. Do you understand me? You live here and be decent, or you get the hell out and you don't ever come back. Tall and Dark emphasizes every word with a little extra slam of Mr. Jort's back against the metal. It's really convincing. Sokka is extremely convinced. At least this means that the man under duress isn't actually gym leader Zuko, and it seems like he's shady enough that Sokka doesn't have to worry about trying to save him. He shifts to move away, and his boot scuffs metal. It makes a scraping sound, catching Tall and Dark's attention and distracting him enough that he catches a swing of a fist with his nose. Immediately, blood begins dripping down his face. Oh, shit, Sokka whispers under his breath. Tall and Dark's eyes are very, very gold, even more so than Iroh's. Iroh, who is almost definitely this guy's uncle... Shit. The guy's eyes are so golden that Sokka is almost, almost, 
distracted by the livid scar pressed into the left side of his face, right over his eye. Mr. Jorts takes another try for Zuko's face. Oh, that does it, he growls, and hits him right there, lets him drop to the ground where he proceeds to groan a little, but otherwise not move. At least this means that Sokka hasn't just made himself a witness to murder. At least not the murder of anything but somebody's dignity. Zuko scrubs a hand across his face and manages to smear blood all over himself. Can I help you? He stares at Sokka, and Sokka stares back, quiet. He's awfully judgmental for somebody who just got punched in the nose. Sokka, because he has a sense of self-preservation, does not say this. Instead, he takes a step forward and fishes a water bottle out of his bag and his clean, albeit slightly ratty, hair towel. Can I help you? Zuko eventually lets Sokka give him a hand. He gives Mr. Jorts a firm, resentful kick in the ribs beforehand, and it still takes a decent amount of shaming on behalf of his uncle, which 100% does not stick, even a little, and on behalf of the grocer who had to put back his abandoned milk, which sticks a little more. I'm Zuko, he says, when his face is somewhat clean and his nose has stopped bleeding, and Sokka has managed to get both of them out of the harbor without any more damage. You were looking for me? He acts like he's got no idea why somebody he doesn't know might be looking for him. Sokka breathes deeply and massages his temples. He squeezes the bridge of his nose really hard until he sees sparkles. He sighs. Yeah, he finally says. Yeah. Blue eyes lock with gold. I challenge you for the badge of the Volca Islands. Very, very slowly, Zuko's lips tilt up in a sharp, dangerous grin. On behalf of Volca's gym, I accept your challenge. Zuko kicks his ass, like straight up wipes the floor with him. It's awful. It's a good fair battle, but it still smarts at Sokka's pride to get wiped that hard. What makes the loss smart a little bit less is that after their agreed-upon three versus three single matches, Zuko sends one of the junior trainers to fetch hyper potions for both his own Pokemon and for Sokka's too. It's a pretty nice gesture, and despite that Sokka literally saw the guy beat someone to unconsciousness a couple of hours ago, watching him croon to his Vulpix about what a good girl she is softens the whole hard and broody thing he's trying to pull off. Man, I thought this was a fire gym, Sokka complains, flat on his back and annoyed. Zuko levels him with an extremely unimpressed stare, and Iroh snorts into his teacup. Why are you still here? Because I spent my whole day tracking you down, and then I lost to you. Deal with it. The fact that Vaporeon got railed by a Pikachu that has managed to learn Flamethrower will haunt Sokka for the rest of his days, and he wants Zuko to know it. Vaporeon, healed and content and traitorous, munches on the pieces of smoked jerky Zuko keeps slipping to him underneath the Kotatsu. Zuko's Vulpix is under the Kotatsu, too, every so often making a good, solid attempt to untie Sokka's shoelaces with her sharp little teeth. Sokka gives her a little nudge with his hand under the table. Stop that. Vulpix threatens a playful bite with a tickle of teeth, but at the warning, ah, 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 Zuko gives her, she licks instead, flouncing out from under the table and hopping up to the gym leader's lap like he's her personal throne. Sokka snickers at him. Zuko briefly looks like he wants to punch Sokka in the nose, but does not do this. He takes a sip of his own tea and looks a little bit constipated. Really, though, I'm curious. I feel like most other gyms are pretty straightforward, and here you are kicking ass with a fire-breathing Pikachu. 
All of the Pokemon I use in my gym battles are either fire types or no fire type moves. Zuko grumbles eventually, voice a little quieter and a little less salty. It's nice to hear when he's not quite so snarly. Volca's gym is the last on our challenger's way to the champion. If someone can't handle what I can throw them, they definitely can't handle what comes next. It wouldn't be fair to take it easy on anybody. And yeah, okay, that smarts a little too. The worst part is that Sokka can kind of see where he's coming from. You know that next time I'm not losing to you, right? I'm gonna kick your ass. Zuko eyes him steadily. He either doesn't see or just doesn't acknowledge the way that Iroh does a very tiny spit take into his tea. Sokka does see it and tries not to laugh about it. His pride still stings, after all. Hand me your phone, Zuko demands. Why? So that when you come back to kick my ass, the air quotes are entirely unnecessary. You can text ahead and make sure that I'm here. Make an appointment. Something. Sokka feels like he's living on another planet, but he nevertheless unlocks his phone and hands it over. Watches as Zuko enters in his phone number. There's a quiet swooshing sound of a message being sent. I texted myself, he explains, like that's a thing that makes sense, and hands Sokka back his phone. The message that Zuko sent literally just says, catch me if you can, like an asshole. Sokka glares at him and adds Zuko to his contact list as Volka's local cryptid. Here's what Sokka doesn't expect about having gym leader Zuko's personal number. The guy is a total weirdo. To be fair, it might be partly Sokka's fault, because he can't keep from bothering anything, and not even an hour after leaving Volka's gym, he can't resist. Did you ever go back and buy milk? Five minutes later, a ping. Did you ever go back and win that gym match? And that's just rude, and Sokka's definitely still salty about it. Another ping, and Zuko sent a photo. It's a selfie, scowling but somehow still smug, holding up a jug of milk that's recognizable, but mostly out of frame. He follows it up with, Your move, loser. You know you're professional as hell, right? Sokka rage texts back. Zuko sends him the poop emoji. Sokka does not dignify that with a response. He's tired of camping and has the money for a hotel, so Sokka decides to live a little and take the night in a real bed. He gets room service and everything, because life is hard. A few minutes past nine, there's a knock on the door. Yes? Sokka edges off the bed and cracks the door, only to have a small bag thrust at him. From the esteemed gym leader, is all the man says, and leaves, because it's late and he almost certainly doesn't get paid enough for this. Sokka can relate. Inside the bag is a nice towel to replace the one Zuko got covered in blood, as well as an assortment of brightly colored berries. Inside is a note. I always pay my debts. And then at the bottom, like it was scribbled as an afterthought, your Pokemon look like they enjoy sweet things. These are local. Share them. Sokka eats one, just to be sure. They're sweet, and he almost keeps them to himself. Inside the drawer of the nightstand, there's a pamphlet about the local attractions of the Volca Islands. In the back, there is a page spread about the gym's history. A color photo of Zuko, Vulpix on his shoulder, and a Charizard draping itself over his back, is printed on the left. On the right, the article reads as such. Once considered steady and unchanging, Volca's recent gym history is tumultuous and in flux. Once led by Azula, the daughter of former champion Ozai, the gym is now run by Ozai's oldest son, Zuko, 
after the revocation of gym leader Azula's trainer license and subsequent permanent ban from all Pokemon League-sponsored events. Zuko describes his battle style as versatile and surprising, and interviewed challengers all seem to agree with the assessment. At 17 years old, gym leader Zuko is an accomplished trainer, who is notoriously closed-mouthed about himself, but sources describe him as stubborn, determined, and as fiery in personality as his Pokemon team. Unlike many gyms in the region, who favor a no-holds-barred battle style, Volca's gym leader is known for allowing challengers to state their own battle terms, and has the kind of low loss rate that justifies his 8th badge position. When asked about his opinion on the current champion, and whether he would consider challenging trainer Aang for his father's former position, gym leader Zuko says, He's talented and he deserves the spot. He can, redacted, keep it. Blunt and to the point, that guy. In his spare time, gym leader Zuko enjoys running with his Pokemon in martial arts. Sokka reads the article twice, then takes a photo and sends it to Zuko. Fiery personality is just another way of saying asshole, right? Fuck, I hate that article. Sokka sends him the poop emoji, and then proceeds to go to sleep, content despite his loss, and in a real bed for the first time in weeks, for nine hours straight.